everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. The motion is adopted. She's giggling uncontrollably. All the Democrats. Yeah, the reconsider. We're going to table out. What's up, everybody? This is the Mark Show. The, the sound you just heard were the Democrats screaming and yelling about spending almost two trillion dollars uh, to bail themselves and all of their all of their cohorts out for all of the uh, wasteful spending and things that they've been doing over decades and decades in Washington, D.C. And they're and they're just thrilled to death because they managed to pass this in the name of covid relief, of which about about, gosh, nine percent of the bill actually goes to covid relief. And uh, we'll get into that. What's rule number one? Does everyone remember rule number one? The motion is adopted. Yeah. Rule number one. Rule number one is always, if the left is happy, you should not be. If the left is rejoicing, you should be scared out of your wits. If the left is celebrating, then you need to watch your back because they just did something to you without your knowledge. And you've got to make sure that it doesn't come back to bite you, which in this case, uh, it probably will. 855-765-1045 is our number if you're trying to get through. 855-765-1045 is our number. We've got a really exciting uh, Thursday show for you today. First, we're going to talk all about, man, you want to talk about you want to talk about history, history being made. We've known that the government has taken advantage of American citizens pretty much, well, forever. We know that government overreach has been a problem since, well, the dawn of the, of the, uh, of the Republic. We know that politicians, many of them go to Washington, D.C., and maybe they eventually, maybe in the beginning they have these, these big wide-eyed beliefs and these exciting ideas that they're going to go forward and they're going to make positive change and they're going to really positively affect people's lives and help their constituency. And then they get there and they realize, wow, you know what I can do is I can just go along with the rest of these swamp creatures and make myself rich and famous and retire in the lap of luxury and yeah sure maybe i screw over the people that sent me here in the first place but hey what do i care what do i care me and my family we're going to be we're going to be a-okay and that's what happens to a lot of them and that's what we're seeing here with this bill uh that's being passed and now heading heading the next stop by the way this is going to happen it's not there's no more there's no more speed bumps to this becoming law. This $1.9 trillion that we don't have is as good as spent. They're going to borrow it. They're going to spend it almost immediately. And then you know what they're going to do? They're going to move on to the next COVID relief package. That's right. I said the next COVID relief package. One, why stop at $1.9 trillion when you could have, I don't know, $2.9 trillion or three? How much debt can we accumulate for ourselves while passing legislation that doesn't really help the people that we think or that we're trying to sell it to? How much can we do? And if they get, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me, fool me twice, shame on 
uh, same on you again. But basically, if, if you get away with something, if a crook can can commit a crime, this is how people become career criminals, by the way. You commit a crime and you get away with it. Nobody catches you. Nobody suspects you. You spend the money. You buy the drugs, whatever it is you're doing. And then you think, well, that was easy. I got away with it. I'm going to do it again. And you get away with it again. And you do it over and over and over again. And pretty soon it's just it's breathing to you. You just think you're entitled to it. And that's how the Democrats, who are in charge of the country, don't don't be mistaken. There's the Republicans are not in charge of the country. Mitch McConnell is not in charge of the country. Uh, you know, it, it, what's it, it, what's, uh, McCarthy not in charge of the country. The Democrats run the show and there's nothing the Republicans can do about it. Now, if we had stronger Republican leadership, sure, maybe if, for example, say Rick Scott were the majority leader instead of Mitch McConnell, Rick Scott in one I want to say it's like a one-minute clip summed up how bad this whole package is for America, and it was—I mean—he did a really great job. Let me—and Rick Scott knows a, a, a little about money and debt and the government, and he was governor of Florida for eight years. Did a bang-up job. Really set the scene for Ron DeSantis, who just picked up that torch where Rick, Rick Scott left off and kept running down the beach with it, like he was on chariots of fire. You know, bum 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 bum. That's how I imagine Ron DeSantis. And Rick Scott run down the beach together. You know, I don't really think about them running down the beach together. But when I do, that's that's what it, that's what I think of. Anyway, here's Rick Scott summing up just moments after this thing was passed how bad this bill is for all of America. Listen. Well, I'm extremely disappointed in Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. This is a very partisan bill. It has a lot of provisions that my colleagues have talked about. Uh, giving stimulus checks to state and federal inmates. Uh, giving checks to illegal immigrants. Spending over $600 million for PBS and uh, National Endowment for the Arts and Humanities, which has nothing to do uh, with COVID. Giving paid leave, but only to federal workers. None of these things are things that people in Florida are looking forward to. I think one thing the Biden administration really has to focus on is the risk of what all this debt's going to do to us. We're sitting at $28 trillion worth of debt. This will increase our debt by at least $2 trillion. We're probably in an election, uh, fiscal year that we're going to run $2 trillion deficit. Where interest rates have already ticked up quite a bit uh, since November. At 1.6%, that's like $480 billion a year just in interest expense. We've already seen gas prices go up in the last couple of months by over 50 cents a gallon. That's a, that's a big tax on the poor. So, But if we start seeing higher interest rates, it's going to push mortgage rates up. It's going to push uh, car payments up. Uh, and on top of that, it's going to push inflation up, which is going to hurt the poorest families uh, in our country. And then he was out. He was mic dropped and he walked right off the podium. He rolled in and in 60 seconds summed up how the Democrats have just destroyed the United States of America. And most importantly, really hurt the poorest families, the poorest members of our population in, in, in what they what they devised or what they sold or what they I guess you would say they you know, they threw over this. They disguised it as a helpful a stimulus package where everyone was going to get $1,400. Here's the thing they don't tell you about your $1,400. Here and, and Rick Scott laid it out brilliantly. He talks fast. When he gets really hyper and excited, he talks really fast. I mean, I'm, I, do, I do the same thing. Um, but basically, he's out there saying, look, here's what's going to happen. We've destroyed the economy. Inflation is going to kill us. Gas prices are already going up. Your $1,400 is not the same as, let's say, the $500 or $1,000 you got back from the Trump tax cut. I mean, when we got the Trump tax cut here at our company, they said, hey, if you've been working here five years or longer, everyone gets $1,000 back. 
Well, that $1,000 went a lot farther because gas wasn't over the over the moon expensive. Our taxes were lower. Prices weren't going up. Gas prices, they skyrocket everything. The price of bread, the price of milk, the price of eggs, the price of, you know, what, whatever whatever you're buying. Airwalks. I don't know what you're buying. It's your money. You spend it however you want. But you're going to be able to buy fewer things because at the same time that the Democrats are writing the checks, they're crushing the economy. And that's why it's detrimental. Also... As Mitch McConnell points out in his, and I know Mitch McConnell, not the best person in the world. And I know you're thinking, Mitch McConnell, you're, you're part of the problem. You're half the reason that this uh, stimulus package passed. And it's true. He did not fight nearly hard enough to stop it. He didn't go to Joe Manchin. He didn't go to Christie Cinema. He didn't go to any of these people and say, Hey, with this, you can't vote with these clowns. They're going to destroy everything just so they can cover their own butts. But he pointed out one thing brilliantly, what this stimulus package was really all about. I think the most distinct features are the following. Number one, it solved New York's budget problem. So finally, some good news for Governor Cuomo. Oh, look at that. All the money, all the money that the states are now going to get. The sta- and they're going to get a bunch. But it's not every state. For example, uh, it's not Florida. Florida's not going to get all the money that, uh, let's say, California's going to get. Specifically, specifically, uh, all the money that you're going to see flow toward Nancy Pelosi's districts in San Francisco. New York State, Chuck Schumer has no issues. New- Chuck Schumer looks like a hero. Why? Because he basically took money from all the Americans across the country and funneled as much of it as he could to uh, to New York State. And look, don't blame him. That's what he's supposed to do. Blame the people that didn't stop it. 855-765-1045. We'll have more on this because this is a big deal. This is really interesting. I know a lot of people have questions about it. 855-765-1045. That's the number if you're trying to get through. If you want to send us an open mic message, yeah, you can do that too. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our uh, mobile app. It's 104.5 WOKV in the App Store. You can send us an open mic message. We'll get it on the air for you. We've got some What the Bleep today, which is one of our favorite things to do. I hope you enjoy What the Bleep as much as we do. I was pulling these things off the Internet today. I was bleeping them out. I was like, these are I was laughing out loud. So hopefully you enjoy it as much as we do. Um, we're going to do that here in about an hour or so. So stay tuned. We are just getting started. It's the Mark K Show. Uh, we'll be right back. He's entertaining, informative, and he puts the talk in Jacksonville's news and talk. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's news and talk. Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045. That's our number. If you want to get through it, you want to say, hey, what's up? Or you suck. Or whatever it is. We'll just, I mean, we screen the phone calls. So probably if you're, if you're going to be really bad, we're probably not going to, you're probably not going to get through. But if you have something you want to say, then uh, by all means, give us a buzz or send us an open mic message on our mobile app. A uh, couple more things. Mitch McC- So Mitch McConnell was out there yesterday and he was talking about the, um, this, this stimulus bill, which again, it, there's no roadblocks. It was it was passed by the House of Representatives. They sent it to the Senate. The Senate passed it barely, sent it back to the House of Representatives for some changes. The House of Representatives uh, did their thing yesterday. They all voted. And the Republicans, some of them were distraught. Some of them, of course, threw in with the Democrats. And uh, most of the Democrats were just so thrilled. The motion is adopted. Yeah, yeah there we go. Uh, and now it goes to... 
President Biden's desk, which I think tomorrow he's going to sign it. And we know that there's going to be no, but he's not going to not sign it. This guy signs anything that you put in front of him. I mean, just look back at the 47 executive orders he did in his first 25 minutes in office. They could just, they, they could put anything in front of him and this guy signs it. Blank checks, doesn't matter. Uh, you know, uh, copies of, uh, copies of his kids' report cards, um, doesn't matter. You know, Hunter got four F's and a D, just slide it in front of him. He'll sign it. He'll never know the difference. And that's kind of that's kind of what's going to happen with this bill as well. It's going to become law. The money's going to be spent. It's gone. It's a done deal. Um, but a lot of Republicans not happy with it. You heard Rick Scott talk about it. You heard Mitch McConnell say this is basically just a payout to to Governor Cuomo and to Governor Newsom and all the bad governors, the worst governors in the world. The really bad ones who not only can't keep their states afloat during COVID and make sure that the livelihoods of their constituents aren't threatened, but they're the, but the ones who spend all the money and, and have the most taxes and give money away to the dumbest organizations, they're now getting even more money. They're basically getting bailed out. They're getting a big, well, we know you stink, but we're just going to start, every, we're just going to start over. Here's a bunch of money from the rest of the country and try not to screw it up again. But of course, they will. And, and Mitch McConnell continued to talk about basically how it is government overreach. This is a classic example of big government democratic overreach in the name of COVID relief. Which is kind of the saddest thing. But we know that the Democrats will seize any opportunity to, to make a money grab. You know, COVID relief. Oh, you need COVID relief. So we're going to we're going to pass a one point nine trillion dollar um, COVID relief bill, a stimulus bill, some of the money will go to actual COVID relief. Not a lot. In fact, Mitch McConnell outlined that as well. The $1.9 trillion problem, as we said repeatedly, the $1.9 trillion package, as we said repeatedly, only had about 1% or less for vaccines, 9% or less for health care. So... I think this is actually one of the worst pieces of legislation I've seen pass here in the time I've been in the Senate. Mm. And he's been there uh, a long time. We believe that the American people need to learn more and more about it. It's, uh, and we're going to see that they do that in the coming months as we talk repeatedly about the provisions in the bill that the Democrats do not want to discuss. Yeah, but here's the problem. Bill passed. I mean, Mitch McConnell, this is classic Mitch McConnell. Let's talk about classic Mitch McConnell. Here's a guy who doesn't do the job on the front end, waits for the the inevitable disaster to happen, and then goes back and says, well, now we got to get to work. He did the same thing with the election in 2020. There was Mitch McConnell was not out there running around saying we need to make sure that we fortify our elections. We need to make sure we have election security. We need to make sure that there's no problems. Mitch McConnell was not there saying where are the potential places where votes could fall through the cracks? How do we how do we seal those up? He wasn't doing any of that after the election, after election night. That's when he came forward and said, well, now we got a problem. We got to fix it. Now we have to go to Georgia and fight for our Senate seat. Why were you fighting for the Senate seats before that? Why weren't you on the phone with Governor Purdue saying, "Hey, do what the president's asking you to do"? Why weren't you on the? Why weren't you pressuring the Supreme Court? Mitch McConnell brings no pressure whatsoever. The guy is the guy is devoid of any energy. I mean, he's also a bajillion years old, but he's devoid of any energy, and all he does is is tell you what needs to be done after you can do anything about it. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. This is why, again, the Senate, even winning the Senate is nothing if you have weak leadership. I guarantee if it were the other way around, 
if the Republicans were trying to force some bill through, Chuck Schumer would be fighting and screaming and kicking and biting and stabbing and and did I say screaming, spitting, I don't know, whatever, sneezing, whatever he would do. He would be in the Republicans' faces and he would make sure that he got provisions attached to this bill, that he got money taken out of this bill or added in or whatever. He, as a minority leader, was a lot more annoying than Mitch McConnell. And that's really the job of the minority leader. Annoy the other side until they give you what you want because you don't have the power to just take it. The Democrats understand it doesn't matter what the Republicans do. It doesn't matter what the Republicans say. They've got the votes. They've got the power. They're going to get their way. And Mitch McConnell, rather than being the most annoying person in the entire world, goes, well, now we got we to gotta let everyone know how bad this is. TLTL. 855-765-1045. That stands for too little, too late, by the way. Or too legit, too legit to quit. Uh, one of those. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More Mark K Show next. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. Good morning, Jacksonville. We're supposed to be excited about a $1,400 check when I just paid $2.86 a gallon for gasoline. Thank you, Mr. President, you idiot. <laughs> We're getting a lot of that, by We get a lot of that today. Uh, and, you know, probably it's basically what Rick Scott said yesterday after this whole thing passed, this uh, stimulus ridiculousness and this is going to be one of those things that mitch mitch mcconnell now has made it his mission to go out and tell everybody how bad this stimulus package is although it's it's a done deal it's it's kind of like uh it's kind of like burning down somebody's house and then after they've burned it down it's like going through and saying you know itemizing everything that they've lost they can't get it back they're totally helpless to do it now you're just kicking them when they're down or you lost all your photo albums from when your kids were little babies Thank you, Mitch. I appreciate it. Can you get it back for me? No, oh, well, you know what else? That uh, all the your, your wedding certificate and your birth certificate, and your passport. You're gonna have to get a new passport. Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it. Yes, the fire devastated my entire house. Everything is gone. Anything else you want to say? Well, I just want to make you aware of how bad how bad it really is. Even though now we can't do anything about it. That's Mitch McConnell, and that's his entire philosophy, and that's in a nutshell. Thank God this is probably the last time he's going to run. I mean, he's also 80. He's actually, I don't know if people know this, but in Kentucky, Mitch McConnell is working with the local state legislatures in Kentucky to change the way that senators who leave office or or die in office or get thrown out of office, whatever, though it, they change the way that they're chosen. And a lot of speculation that Mitch McConnell's not going to finish his six-year sentence. I'm sorry, his six-year term, because he was just reelected by a landslide with the help of Donald Trump, who he then threw under the bus after the impeachment. And now he's trying to he's trying to pull the ripcord. He realizes he's not popular. He realizes he doesn't want to do the job. The problem is the governor of Kentucky is a Democrat, a guy named Bashir. And so Bashir, if if the way it stands now is if Mitch McConnell left the Senate or Rand Paul left the Senate for whatever reason, uh, then then uh, Bashir would be able to pick the replacement. And you don't want a Democrat picking a senator to, re to pick an, a replacement for a Republican senator. You want a Republican to do it. So what do you do? You change the laws. And what they're suggesting and what they're trying to get passed in Kentucky 
is they're trying to get the law changed so that if a Republican uh, leaves office or dies in office and no longer can represent the state as its senator, the Republican Party in Kentucky gets to choose the next logical successor. That way, you you choose a senator, but you don't lose your party's representation. Same with the Democrats. If it were a Democrat who was leaving office as senator, then what would happen is the Democratic Party would get together in Kentucky and choose the successor. A lot of people believe that Mitch McConnell's involvement in this is because he wants to leave. He doesn't want to work for the next six years or he doesn't think he'll be able to. And he doesn't want a Democrat taking his place. Although as ineffective as he is, what the hell difference does it make anyway? I mean, you could have you could have a cow take his place at this point. And and it'd be probably just as effective as Mitch McConnell um, as the uh, as the um, majority leader. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. But it's true. Would you rather have fourteen hundred dollars but pay three dollars a gallon for gas? Or would you rather have zero money and, you know, continue to pay low, low, like under two bucks per gallon? Also, don't forget this stimulus isn't going to everybody. It's not going. The majority of the people who need it are the ones that aren't going to get it. And the rest of the money is going to go, as as Rick Scott told you, to inmates. Uh, I read an article today. I didn't get a chance to dig into it. But the headline was the um, the Boston Marathon bomber, who is an inmate right now in prison, is supposedly going to get a stimulus check of fourteen hundred dollars. Illegal immigrants who are here illegally, who aren't American citizens, who don't pay into the system, who've never paid tax, probably will never pay tax, are getting fourteen hundred dollars assistance from the U.S. government for 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 uh, for COVID relief and for stimulus. I don't understand it either. All I know is rule number one, if the Democrats are happy about something, you should not be. And the Democrats are thrilled, thrilled to death today. 855-765-1045. Bailey is in Missouri. Hi, Bailey. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. What's going on? I'm doing great, Mark. Uh, I just wanted to congratulate you. I mean, you're a great man. You love what you do. You, know, you call the Democrats out, and you got some people that are sour pusses that call you and talk crap on you. But I love what you do. And about the gas prices, hell, a few months ago before Biden was in, it was like $2.19. Now it's like up 50 cents. It's ridiculous. Isn't that amazing? Think about the people. And first of all, I, Bailey, I appreciate the props. I really do. We really do love what we do around here. And we're, we're excited to do it. And we're happy to, you know, we're happy to do our little part for the country. And we don't get the sour pusses can say whatever they want. Uh, in fact, Josh isn't even here today. So we don't even, it doesn't even affect us. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, you're right. I mean, the country was in way, and, and the Democrats know this too. Don't think that they don't. They know oh, that yeah. they know that their policies are detrimental to most Americans' livelihoods. Look at the look at the XL pipeline. You know, what was the oh, first yeah. thing? Day one, Joe Biden put how many people out of work? Thousands. 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 Yeah. How many uh, economies are about to collapse statewide? And, you know, not only that, but uh, our neighbors in Canada, a eh, they're losing jobs. So what do they do? They start sending money out and they're like, yeah. hey, look, sorry, you lost your job. Here's fourteen hundred bucks. They know what yeah. they're doing. The money that they spend on this stimulus package, which isn't even their money to begin with, um, they don't care because, you know, they, they know, hey, this person's going to need the money. Why? We got rid of their job. <laughs> Isn't it brilliant? They're going to love us. Bailey, thanks so much for calling. We really uh, we really appreciate it. This is Tammy in Connecticut. Hi, Tammy. How are you? Hi there, Mark, and thanks for being out here. Oh, I'm, you're, you're very well. Thanks for calling in. Thank you for being on air today, too, Tammy. What's up? What do you want to say? Um, I saw something yesterday on Facebook, not sure if it's 
100%. But it says that uh, Biden won't be signing any checks. It'll be Trump on the first with a $1,700 stimulus check. Any truth to that that you know of? You think Trump's going to be signing stimulus checks on April the 1st? Absolutely. That's yeah. what I've heard. I wouldn't believe anything that happens on April the 1st, Tammy, but, but that's a good, that's it. You know what? Write that one down for Fake News Friday tomorrow. We're going to steal it. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, thanks so much for calling. We really, um, we really appreciate it. Patricia's in Columbus, Ohio. Hi, Patricia. How are you? I'm doing fine, thank you. How you doing? Really good. What's on your mind today, Patricia? What do you want to say about the uh, stimulus just, package? Uh, yeah, the stimulus package. People end up paying for that package in the long run. My grandkids. That's exactly who's going to be paying for it. You're right. Yeah, it's not fair. No, it's not. It's not fair on them. It's not fair on them. But a pay, you know, but here's the problem. There's a lot of people out there. And this is the inter- and you bring up a great point, Patricia. In fact, I want to I want to run with your point here for just a minute. The same party, okay? The same party who is really concerned about the environment. This is the same party that put forth the Green New Deal, the Democrats. The Democrats said, you know, John Kerry, we've got nine to 12 years left on this planet, which ironically is the same thing Al Gore said about 22 years ago. Uh, but we've got nine to 12 years left on this planet. We've got to cut down our carbon emissions. Um, he said this, by the way, after he landed a private plane that flew, uh, you know, transatlantic. Uh, we've got to cut down on our consumption. We've got to build renewable energy sources like windmills and solar and water power. We've got to replace the entire fleet of government vehicles with electric vehicles. All the government vehicles have to be electric. That's going to be the government coming for your, you know, coming for you and uh, and for your guns. If you hear that's a government vehicle coming for your guns. So just be careful. But everything's got to be electric. Everything's got to be renewable. We've got to save the earth. We've got to make sure that corporations are taxed so that they don't pollute anymore. We've got to tear down buildings that aren't that aren't environmentally sound and rebuild them. We've got to take the train everywhere we go. We need massive, massive improvement. We've got to shut down the uh, the XL pipeline because that is environmentally destructive and disgusting because we need to look at our children and our grandchildren and our great grandchildren. Don't we want them to have on earth that is vibrant and green and lush don't we want our poor unborn grandchildren and 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 great-grandchildren to enjoy the lakes and the rivers and the streams and the air and the sun and the birds and the beaches and the weed that we all enjoy now as adults yes we do so we have to protect it but what then they go and they spend 1.9 trillion dollars of money that they have to borrow on stimulus that's going to last the majority of Americans maybe a day, maybe two. I'll be honest with you. I could write $1,400 worth of checks to credit card companies and banks and mortgage companies and, and car financial companies in, in about 20 minutes. And that money's going to be gone and forgotten. But 20, 30, 40 years down the road, our grandkids and our great-grandkids and our posterity, if you will, they're going to be running around in a great, green, lush, breathable, electric, renewable environment saying, how the hell are we going to pay this $80 trillion that our idiot grandparents spent on COVID relief? I would much rather have a job on the XL pipeline rather than be paying off their stupid debt. That's the trade. It doesn't make any sense. Sure, we want them to have an earth to live in, but we want them to be too broke to do anything with it. 
855-765-1045. Got to take a quick break. We've been, I've been yelling way too long. Quick break, more calls, more of your open mics uh, on the way. Stay tuned. Remember to subscribe to the Mark K Show podcast on iTunes or Google Play. That way, you can listen to Mark whenever or wherever you want. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. I thought Joe Biden was going to make it to at least two years. Do you think he's going to make it to two years? Because now I have second thought, and I think he's not even going to make it to his 100 days. Two things. I tend to agree with that. Secondly, how much of that guy sound like Mr. Peabody and Sherman? Oh, I was going to say Ben Shapiro. Oh, that's a good one, too. <laughs> I was thinking Mr. Peabody. But, but, I mean, in all fairness, Ben Shapiro sounds like Mr. Peabody. So, uh, does anyone right. think that Joe Biden will make it to his 100 <laughs> days? I don't believe that he will. What is that? Ben Shapiro and Trump combined? Or it could be the guy from, uh, who's the guy from Office Space? Uh, that's my stapler. Uh, oh, I, was I know told, exactly. Um, I was told I could have this stapler. Milton. Milton, yes. Thank there you. There you go. Good <laughs> job, Scott. Um, no, that's my stapler. Anyway, 855-765-104. Funny you should say that, though, because Joe Biden has been president now for 50 days, 50 days. And the headline on the Dredge Report was 50 days in and a great big win. Uh, Big win. okay, sure. If you're Joe Biden, big loss. If you're anyone else who's going to have to pay for all this money after Joe Biden's gone, which that that open mic suggests could be sooner than later. Look at what's happening. We played yesterday the clip of Joe Biden forgetting the name of his secretary of defense. Uh, you know, we, we played the clips of, of them cutting him off before he could take questions. We still continually ask every single day, when will, will we see Joe Biden in front of the press corps by himself? When will we have some kind of state of the union address from the president so we know what the state of the union is? Um, you know, what these are all great questions that we have no answers to. Yesterday, Kamala Harris, vice president, not president, but vice president, of the United States, took a phone call with a foreign leader, the president of Norway. Last week, she took a phone call with the prime minister of Israel, who we know Joe Biden doesn't like anyway, but it's a pretty big deal. It's a pretty important ally. Israel's in a very volatile part of the of the uh, of the world. And as as well, at one time, our biggest ally, we should really be communicating with them, I would think, um, at the top tier. And that, you know, and maybe a lot of people are saying maybe at this point, Kamala Harris is the top tier. Maybe at this point already, 50 days in, Kamala Harris is the one calling the shots or at least calling the other presidents. It's interesting. Maybe the other leaders know that talking to Joe is like talking to, well, a Mr. Potato Head doll or I'm sorry, just a potato head doll because we don't want to be gender specific and it's pointless and they'll, they'll say something to him and he'll hang up the phone and he'll forget all about it or they'll say something to him and he'll hang up the phone and two days later he'll talk to somebody else and say something totally opposite maybe the the other leaders around the globe are more comfortable talking to kamala harris because they know that she's still younger she's still got her wits about her and although she's basically a socialist even worse than joe biden uh she at least will remember the lies that she's selling people and she'll remember the things that she promised you before she doesn't deliver. Maybe that's uh, why she's fielding so many calls. Maybe Joe Biden answers the phone and goes, how's Joe? And then uh, Netanyahu's on the other line going, oh, uh, uh, wrong number. And he hangs up and calls Kamala. Now, maybe, you know, the, the president of Norway is is picking up the phone and, and calling Joe Biden. And there's Joe. And she's like, oh, Norgan Schnorgan transfer, Ms. Harris. And they're and they're reaching out to Kamala Harris because they feel more comfortable um, doing business with her. I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, hopefully, hopefully Joe Biden will be able to make it through 
his his first term for a couple of reasons. Because I believe that if Joe Biden can make it through his first term, then that will limit the destruction that the far left, that the socialists, that the Bernie bros can do to this country before the next election. And secondly, I want nothing more than somebody, maybe Donald Trump, maybe somebody else, to defeat Joe Biden in the next presidential election. 855-765-1045. I'm also kind of curious what excuse they're going to use to lock him in the basement during the campaign in four years, because hopefully COVID will be gone, but they'll come up with something else. COVID-20. COVID-21. 855-24, I guess, at that point. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show. What the bleep on the way, too. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Big, big news about the stimulus. Here's what's happening. They passed it. They passed it again in the Senate. They passed it a third time in the House. They're passing it to the White House, and Joe Biden's going to sign it tomorrow. Let me ask you this question. If this is so important, and if COVID relief is such a big stinking deal, if they passed this yesterday, what are they doing today? Can't they get it to Joe Biden sometime today so he can pass it? I mean, what do they have to do? Officially write it up and put it in that big box and run it down to the White House? It's not that maybe they can't get through all the barricades. Maybe they maybe they, they can't get clearance to go through the gate that they've established and the 2300 troops are keeping them back. Maybe that's maybe that's the problem. But I would think if this is all so important, why not get it signed today, like now and uh, and see what happens. 855-765-1045. We're getting a bunch of open mics on this, by the way. Chuck Schumer saying help is on the way to the American people. You're getting fourteen hundred dollars each. So you minus that out of the bill and there's still one point five trillion left. Where is that going, Chucky? How many millions are you getting out of it? He's getting billions, as a matter of fact. And um, and his, the people in his state who and, you know, and it's really an interesting way. It's a really an interesting scam that they have going on here. You've got people like Cuomo and Bill de Blasio who are telling everybody, don't go to work. You know, you can't go to work. You can't support yourself. You can't support your family. You've got to stay home. Why? Because you're going to kill grandma. The irony the irony of Governor Cuomo saying, stay home, don't go to work, don't go to restaurants, don't go to bowling alleys because you're going to kill your grandmother. is I mean, it's not lost on anybody. So now that everybody's been totally decimated, their, their, their savings accounts have been totally depleted, here comes the government, the Democrats in government, the same ones that forced you to be in a position where you need money. They took away everything from you forced you to be in a position where you can't work. You don't have a job. You're spending your savings. You can't pay the bills. All your kids aren't going to school. You can't afford to pay for, uh, you know, someone to watch them anymore. All of these things that the Democrats put into action have put you in this terrible place. And now the Democrats are coming to your rescue. I mean, that's not that's that's like a. That's like, uh, was it in The Incredibles? You remember in The Incredibles, the little bratty kid that Mr. Incredible dissed when he was when he was just a boy. And then he comes back and he he builds this robot. And his whole plan is to sick this this terrible, disgusting robot that's going to destroy Incredible Land. And but he's going to come in and save it because he's got the remote control. It's the same thing. They've unleashed a killer robot that they control. 
now they're going to come in and turn it off with their little their little remote control and expect you to claim that they're heroes. And uh, the Republicans are not going to let them get away with it, at least not all of them. Some of them are happy to let them do it, uh, but most aren't. 855-765-1045. Nate is in Yuli. Hi, Nate. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marquee Show. I just wanted to tell you that I listen to your show every day, and I think you're awesome, and I've been listening to you for years, brother. Well, Nate, I pre first of all, thank you so much. We really appreciate that, and we're glad you called in. And, and uh, you know, it's funny because Hannah just said, what was it, Jim on our chat said, hey, two years ago, Hannah was shredding the Mueller report. And I thought to myself, there's no way that was two years ago, but sure enough, it was two years ago. We have been here for years. And uh, and I'm glad that you were able to stomach it for for some people. They, it takes them like two years just to get a feel for the show. Like That's they're like, true. I forced myself for two years to listen to you now. Ah, you're not bad. Other people, they listen like for a couple weeks. They're like, this is great. And then and after like, like two I years, they're like, is there anything else? On? <laughs> what is going on? He's just like they're just screaming and yelling. I don't know. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. But we really uh, we really do appreciate that. This is Steph in Palm Coast. Hi, Steph. How are you? Good. How are you, Mark? Really good. Thanks so much for asking, Steph. Oh, what do you want to say? Okay, so February, the shortest month of the year. Mm. Um, we had over 101, 500 illegals come into our country. And um, all the, the Dems, they, they want to defund the, the police. They want to take away our gun rights, which... They're voting on right now, and it's really scary. I just saw that eight Republicans voted against H.R. 8 or voted in favor of H.R. 8. Um, and, you know, the, we're letting all these illegal ends, which is going to cost us billions of dollars. My question is, when Trump was the president, his hands were tied on so many things. What the hell can we do to stop these illegals from coming in? I'm, I'm really terrified. We we live here in Florida. We're a border state. I'm scared. Uh, Steph, we, I mean, look, Steph, you're, you border Alabama, so I wouldn't be too worried about uh, the Alabamans coming in. They'll go back after the game's over. But uh, the thing about the illegal problem that we have now with the um, with the aliens coming across the the southern border, it's really basically the same problem we had with Barack Obama. And you may remember. I mean, right before Donald Trump came down the escalator and said, this is a serious issue. We've got criminals cr coming across the border. We've got these drug cartels. We've got rapists and murderers who come. Not everybody, but some do. We've got, uh, you know, terrorists who sneak in across the border because it's easier to come through that way than it is any other way. And then they can wreak havoc across the country. That's what propelled Donald Trump into office. He ran on the border and the wall. Build the wall. That was the that was a huge that was a huge item for him. That was the biggest point of contention. And that's what propelled him to victory. He pummeled Hillary Clinton and a bunch of other Democrats and Republicans with build the wall because it was only five years ago. And it was the biggest problem that we faced as a country. He got it under control a little bit. He built the wall. Most of it. He made sure that we had border security. He got tough with Mexico. He made Mexico responsible for a lot of the border problem. He got Mexico to react to these massive caravans of people coming through the country. He got them to stop them at the southern border of Mexico before they could get to the southern border of the United States of America. He did all that. And Joe Biden came in and in 50 days undid all of it. 
And if you look at the border problem we have now, it's the same exact border problem we had four years ago with Barack Obama. It's the same border problem, the same issue that got Donald Trump elected president. If it weren't for the mismanagement of the border, Donald Trump would have had a tough, he wouldn't have had build a wall as his, as his clarion call. He wouldn't have had that as the marching orders. Vote for Trump, build the wall, save our country, America first. That's exactly what handed him the White House. And now that Joe Biden's in control, it is, it is remarkable how you, it's like blinking your eyes and all of a sudden we're back to Obama world. We're back to the travesty and the and the, you know, and the and the I mean, the the problems that we have, the I mean, it is really a a social problem at this point. It's a human rights problem. The kids are back in the cages. I mean, the the same cages that they had to put these children in while their children, their parents were being processed because there were too many of them coming to the country. They're back in the cages. And what is Joe Biden and the Democrat? What do they all do about it? How what do they, they say? Look, if you come to the United States illegally, uh, we're going to try to give you a pathway to citizenship. Do you think that's going to dissuade people from coming to the United States? Do you think they're going to they're going to think, well, Joe Biden's going to send me home? No, Joe Biden just promised he's working on a pathway to citizenship. So I'm going to leave my house. I'm going to leave my country. I'm going to take the trek. I'm going to pay the coyote. I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get my butt to America because Joe Biden's promising promising me citizenship. Now look at the stimulus bill. You've got you've got checks going to illegal immigrants who aren't here legally. You've got checks going to criminals. So even if you're if you're a criminal illegal alien, you could potentially be getting money. There's so much money going to so many people who aren't Americans, who don't pay taxes, who haven't paid into the system. I mean, if you're going if you were excited about a pathway to citizenship that you got up and started walking to the American border, when you see that these stimulus checks are going to illegal immigrants, that not only do you maybe have a pathway to citizenship for doing nothing but breaking the law, but also you could get fourteen hundred dollars. You're no longer walking to the border. You are in a full sprint to get here before we get a president in who can who can rein in this ridiculousness, who can rebuild the border who can protect America's boundaries and in doing so also protect Americans. It's going to be at least four years, uh, you know, but hopefully we can get a Congress in there. Hopefully we can get a Senate in there to at least at least stop like a tourniquet. So, you know, maybe maybe we won't die as quickly. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. Quick break. More of the Marquee shows on the way. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you're on the go and can't listen live on the radio, stream the Mark K Show and the WOKV app for your Apple or Android device. This is the Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Hey, I wanted to know with a stimulus check, can creditors go after that money? Need to know. Thanks. <laughs> uh, asking for a friend. <laughs> Let's say uh, you're a deadbeat dad and you owe a lot of child support. Can the creditors take your $1,400? What if you use a different name? I don't know. They're asking for a buddy of mine. Uh, you know what? That's a good question. I believe the answer is probably. I know that there's some instances where that money is safe. Like, for example, I don't think it can go to your credit card company if you have it. You know what? I don't really know. But I remember the first time around we had this question, probably from the same guy. <laughs> And I remember because this is don't keep in mind, this is not our first time to the well. This is our sixth time to the well. 
And this is not the first time people are getting thousands of dollars deposited in their bank accounts. It's the second or third, depending on how much money you make or don't make. And and a lot of people, you've been down this road before. But, yeah, there are times I believe, I believe that someone can come and take your cash. Um, but, I mean, let's be honest. It's not yours anyway. You owe somebody. <laughs> they just want they just want whatever it is, whatever it is you borrowed from them and never paid back. And, you know, I know how I know how that can be. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four. We'll look into that, though. We'll look into that uh, for you. And here's the thing about your stimulus check, too. You really need to like if you want to put it to good use, you really need to stimulate the economy. Uh, the problem is the economy is getting worse and worse. So your $1,400 stimulus check, which was supposed to be 2000 is really only going to be worth about like probably 950 975 because all the prices of everything else that you spend money on, that's all going up. Even like, you know, if, if even like my Dogecoin, you know, is, is, is kind of like stagnant. So you know, maybe take the money, buy yourself some, buy yourself some GameStop, cash out in a couple of weeks. And you'll have an actual stimulus. But um, but, you know, they're, they're, it's coming your way, whether you need it or not. And just know that there is a price attached to it. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is Joan in Middleburg. Hi, Joan. How are you? Hi, Mark. How are you? Really well. Uh, I really just well. had a quick question. Yeah. OK, sure. Good, good. I wanted to ask if Biden does have Alzheimer's disease and families all the time have to take uh, families' names off of bank accounts, homes, because they're unable to make decisions. If he's been doing these executive orders and signing things and he really does not understand what he's doing and could be checked, why hasn't he been checked at Walter Reed? Like, doesn't somebody know and would all the things he's done be void? Okay, great question. That's a great question. What if it's true that Joe Biden is not uh, 100% with his faculties, if he is gone beyond mental clarity, if he's sitting down and signing something, has no clue what it is, doesn't even know where he is half the time, can't remember his secretary of defense's name, I get it. Does it make it legally binding and valid? Um, and the answer is yes. If he's still the president and he signs it, it is a legally valid order. And for a lot of people in the Democratic Party, I think that's the exact point. I think that's the point. You have here a guy who you can control. You have here a guy that you can put anything in front of him. I don't know who's writing these executive orders. I know it's not Joe Biden. That guy didn't write 47 executive orders in a week. I know that this guy's not reading this entire bill he's about to sign into law tomorrow. I know he doesn't know where all the $1.9 trillion is going. How many meetings did he even have with Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer? One, two, was he even involved in that meeting? Was it a phone meeting? Was it one of those meetings where they cut him off when he started talking? Because that's what they like to do with Joe Biden when he meets with Congress and reporters and whatnot. So I think for a lot of the Democrats, whether it's whether it's the Obamas or the Clintons or Schumer or Pelosi or Kamala Harris or Bernie Sanders, for that matter. I think a lot of the prominent and powerful Democrats who are really running Washington, D.C., are thrilled with the fact that Joe Biden may or may not know what's going on because they can get him to sign pretty much any damn thing that they want him to. They can get him to if they can pass it in the Congress and if they can pass it in the Senate, they know they're not going to get any pushback from old Joe. Because Joe can't push back. And I think that they like it that way. Uh, that's why this whole 25th Amendment thing, the, the 25th Amendment is the only way they could come forward and say, hey, look, this is an issue. And you've got to get you've got to get the vice president and you've got to get a, a, like the majority of the cabinet together to say this man or woman, in this case, this man has no 
business being president. He's lost control of his faculties. He's unable mentally or physically or both to do the job. And that's the process. We know that's the process because, gosh, it only came up a bajillion times during during Donald Trump's four years as president. So if Kamala Harris and a bunch of the cabinet says, yes, we need to get rid of this guy, then they can get rid of him. Here's the problem. Cabinet hasn't even been filled yet. (laughs) They're they're still just voting to confirm people. So until his cabinet's full, uh, he could sit there with an empty head. And there's nothing anybody can really do about it. 855-765-1045. All right, time for What the Bleep. We need two contestants who would like to play for a Marque Show prize pack. 855-765-1045. Get on the horn right now. We'll play next. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marque Show. This is the Mark K Show. Morning, guys. I just want to do a big shout out to my president, Joe Biden, and the Democratic Party for pulling off such a huge victory for the American people. Love my president always and vice president. (laughs) Well, maybe not always. Maybe for... The consensus is a couple more months at least. 855-765-1045. A big win. $1.9 trillion in new debt. A big win. For, and that's, you know, and that's part of the, that's part of the magic of being a Democrat. You have to do a little pre, uh, prestidigitation. You know, people call these people grifters and flim flam men and women. And to convince an entire population, okay, not an, uh, half a population of a country this large that incurring $1.9 trillion in new debt to pay people who are suffering because of lockdowns that you yourself demanded happen. That is, I mean, that is some, that is some, some major trickery, man. That is put them up there with the, the con man of the century. That is a major sting operation and the Democrats are able to pull it off. And we've got open mics. Uh, we've got open mics to prove it. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for one of our most favorite games of the week, one of the most exciting things I think we do, and uh, one of the, the funnest things you'll hear on the radio all day today, and I know funnest isn't a word, but... You know, I want to I want to relate to the millennials listening in the audience. Uh, it is something we like to call what the bleep. There we go. And uh, here's how this game works. We take some clips from things that happen over the week. You know, news stories, newsmakers, politicians, celebrities, things that you may have heard earlier. We bleep out one of the words. Makes it sound dirty. Totally not. And then we ask people to tell us what word we bleeped out. If they correctly identify that word, they get a point. Whoever has the most points at the end of the game uh, wins a Marquesho prize pack. Does that sound fun and exciting? It sounds so fun and exciting. Words. <laughs> wow. Fun yeah. and exciting. Yeah, exactly right. Thanks, uh, thanks Merrick Garland. Oh, wait. Oh, that was rude. Oh, why is my Merrick Garland not working? Oh, wait. No. Oh, God no. getting you back for being mean. Oh, no. Nothing's. It's not working, Hannah. Why does nothing ever work around here? All right. Because anyway. he was appointed by the Democrats. It, may, it must have been. How did I break the mouse? Oh, there we go. Now what time it is? It's what did you do? Now everything. Now wait no further. It's your host, Mark K. What is happening? You did this. It's all on you. Is this week over yet? What is happening? Holy cow! In case you've never heard me laugh, that was my real laugh. All I wanted to do was make fun of you. Uh, um, 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 I don't care at this point. All right, wow, that was, man, a computer's. 
Can't live with him. Can't throw him out the window without getting hauled into a meeting. All right, let's go meet our contestants, shall we? Yeah. Uh, first up is Kurt in North Carolina. Hi, Kurt. How you doing? What's up, Mark? Oh, you know, it's <laughs> one of those weeks, Kurt. Kurt, you ready to? are you ready to play some What the Bleep? Yeah, I'm only taking softballs, though. You're only taking softballs? Okay, great. We'll, we'll throw softballs at you. No problem, Joe Biden. Uh, this is Jason who, oh, look at this. Jason's your neighbor to the south in South Carolina. Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm about to have the funnest time ever. Oh, look at that. The funnest. <laughs> you sure are. That is, that is good. I appreciate you paying attention. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we got North Carolina versus South Carolina. We got the Tar Heels versus the Gamecocks. And we're going to see how well we do and what the bleep today. Uh, gentlemen, you know the rules? Yes. All right, listen carefully. Go to your corners. Come out fighting. Um, Jason, we're going to start with Kurt. <laughs> so here we go, Kurt. Listen carefully, all right? Kurt, here's your first one. This is this is Xavier Becerra. Do you know who Xavier Becerra is? Uh, I think so, yeah. Yeah, Xavier Becerra is uh, Joe Biden's nominee to lead the Department of Health and Human Services. Here he is at his Senate uh, committee uh, confirmation hearing. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Americans have different, deeply held beliefs on, on this particular issue, and, and I absolutely respect that. By the way, I, I have never <laughs> the nuns, any nuns. Wait, 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 wait. What? That was a little random. Little... Here, listen to that one. He talks very quickly. Listen to it one more time. Here we go. Americans have different, deeply held beliefs on, on this particular issue, and and I absolutely respect that. By the way, I, I have never <laughs> the nuns, any nuns. Okay, okay. What, what? What has he never done to any nuns? Uh, do you think, Kurt? Touched. Touched. Well, God, I hope not. Yeah, listen, let's let's see what he said. Uh, I want to make sure we oh, thank. Hold on, that's the wrong. Here, let's uh, listen in here. See what he said. Americans have different, deeply held beliefs on, on this particular issue, and and I absolutely respect that. By the way, I I have never sued oh, the nuns, any never, nuns. He never sued the nuns. Why would he sue nuns? Apparently, that was a problem with him back when he was, uh, you know, back when the whole Obamacare thing came forward, and the nuns and the Catholic Church didn't want to pay for contraception. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't matter. He never sued the nuns. That was a tough one, Kurt. Uh, but it's okay. It was just the first one. We got a lot of game left to play. Jason, Jason, are you ready yeah. for your first one? Yes. All right. Listen carefully. Your first one is uh, President Joe Biden at the White House um, talking about Women's Appreciation Month. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. Here we go. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about and for recommending these two women for. Okay. All right. That was, <laughs> what do you uh, What do you think? What did Joe Biden say there? Um, I have no clue. All right. Listen to it one more time. Let's do it, let's do it one more time. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we've just talked about and for recommending these two women for. For recommending these two women for what? For positions? For, posi for positions. <laughs> All right, let's take a listen and see what he said. Uh, I want to make sure we thank the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about and for recommending these two women for promotion. Oh, that was so close. I don't know. That's pretty What is going on today? That was not, that's what I was looking for. Uh, yeah, for... For promotions is what we were looking for. That was that was tough. All right, still zero zero. Kurt, back to you. Are you ready? 
I'm ready. Listen carefully. This is Nancy Pelosi earlier, uh, I think at the end of last week, on a Zoom call. Listen carefully and tell us what the bleep. Here we go. In order to open these doors, we do not say open sesame. We say open that's our magic word. <laughs> what, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? What the bleep there, Kurt? Open Biden. Open Biden. Let's see if that's what she said. In order to open these doors, we do not say open sesame. We say open Biden. Yeah. That's our magic word. Open Biden. Good job, Kurt. Open Biden. Ugh. <laughs> oh, open Biden. <laughs> She's such a weirdo. <laughs> so creepy. All right, that's one point for you, Kurt. Jason, you ready to tie it up? Yeah. Here we go. Listen carefully. This is uh, this is country music star John Rich on Fox News talking about the stimulus bill, uh, the package that was just passed yesterday and heads to the president's desk. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. So 91% of the bill is redistributing wealth. 9% goes directly towards COVID-related things. So I'm just going to take my cues from the president and his administration, and I'm going to spend 91% of my time not thinking about COVID, opening up my business, raising my family. Maybe I'll get out and actually do some <laughs> again. <laughs> <laughs> what, what the bleep there, Jason? I, I get the hard ball, don't I? You, yeah. you gave him a soft one. <laughs> uh, well, you know, in all fairness, he asked for softballs when we started the game. That, that is true. Yeah. I should have sure went that route. Um, <laughs> uh, I have, once again, no clue. Take it here. You want to hear it yeah. one more time? Yeah, yeah. All right, let's, let's play it one more time. So Here we go. 91% of the bill is redistributing wealth. 9% goes directly towards COVID-related things. So I'm just going to take my cues from the president and his administration, and I'm going to spend 91% of my time not thinking about COVID, opening up my business, raising my family. Maybe I'll get out and actually do some again. Yeah. Remember, it's John Rich from Big and Rich. <laughs> Uh, no clue. No clue? None. All right. Well, let's, let's hear what so he actually said. 91% of the bill the is redistributing wealth. Yeah. 9% goes directly towards let's, COVID. Let's not thinking about COVID. Opening up my business. Raising my family. Maybe I'll get out and actually do some concerts oh, again. Concerts. Yeah. concerts. Yeah, that, was, that was a tough one. All right, Kurt. Here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Real quick. This is Meghan Markle talking to Oprah Winfrey last Sunday. Listen carefully. Tell us what the bleep. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his might be when he's born. <laughs> That's inappropriate. Yeah. That's inappropriate. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Kurt? What? Play it again for me. You're guessing what? Play it again for me. Play it again? Okay, all right, one more time. Here we go. In those months when I was pregnant, all around this same time, so we have in tandem the conversation of he won't be given security, he's not going to be given a title, and also concerns and conversations about how dark his might be when he's born what do you think skin skin all right let's see if it's skin we're gonna have to uh, i want to make sure oh, wait that's the wrong one hang on one second in those months when i and also 
concerns and conversations about how dark his skin might be when he's born. So with a score of two to zero, with only one question left and no time left, congratulations, Kurt. You are our big winner today. <laughs> Nicely done. Jason, uh, listen, next time, buddy, ask for softballs. All right? That's uh, yeah, I, I knew two of them. Yeah, that's, 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 that's yeah, it. Hey, thanks so much for playing. Kurt, you hang on, too. Everybody hang tight one second. Well, big announcement coming up here in just a minute. Don't go anywhere. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. Are you at home or sitting at your desk at work? Either way, watch The Mark K Show live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. This is The Mark K Show on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. Hi, Mark. Donald J. Trump did not incite the Biden at the White House. <laughs> the, the, the dogs. I get it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm a little shocked that they didn't. I'm a little shocked that they didn't incite or that they didn't try to charge Donald Trump with uh, champ's aggression. Like maybe he uh, he was the instigator. Maybe he was he um, you did the insurrection was caused by some kind of speech that champ or major. I had a guy. I don't even remember which one it is. Listen, uh, before we get out of here, Tina has been waiting very patiently to say something. Tina's in Tennessee. Hi, Tina. How are you? Hey, Mark, I'm doing great. How are you? Doing really well. Thank you so much for asking. What's going on, Tina? What did you want to say today? Well, I have a question. Yeah. Are the sidewalks in front of Maxine Waters and Nancy Pelosi's mansion considered public or private property? Uh, are the sidewalks, I assume, if it's, I mean, if it's on a public street, then probably public property. Because that would be a great place for these tent cities. Yeah, it sure would, wouldn't it? <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, and one more question. Yeah. Does Shirley Jackson Lee know that Grandpa Joe changed her name? Does Shirley Jackson Lee know that Grandpa Joe changed her name? Yeah, Sheila Jackson Lee. Didn't didn't Biden just call her Shirley Jackson Lee? Oh, I don't know. I missed that one. You know, it's, it's tough for us to keep up with all the Bidenisms, especially when we're on the air. So if that happened, please send us a, a note and let us know. Uh, 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to get out of here, but we have something uh, tomorrow. I guess we're going to need more time, so we're going to have to keep it for tomorrow. We have a big announcement that we have to make. And for some people, it's going to be really bad news. Um, and we apologize for that, but we still have to make the announcement. And we're going to do that tomorrow because uh, tomorrow's Friday, end of the week. Good time to make this kind of announcement. So if you uh, if you join us tomorrow, we'll we'll hopefully we'll kick off the show with it. We were supposed to do it today, but like I said, we ran out of time. We had so we had such a great time with what the bleep and everything else. But if you if you listen, if you listen to this show every day and you're a big fan of this show, just, you know, just make just make sure you are cancel whatever you're doing tomorrow. Make sure you're listening tomorrow at 10. 855-765-1045. Quick break, folks. Traffic, weather, news, and the Rush Limbaugh Show. More of the best of the Rush Limbaugh coming up. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.